Today's shiur begins at the Mishnah that you'll find at the lower part of Daf Mem Dalit. Before we begin the Mishnah, you will notice in the Mishnah itself there's quite a bit of numbering, and on the side under the Nosei Mivneh heading, we feature numbers 1 through 3 that you see in diamonds. Gimel Efshorios, three possibilities, Binyan Naro Hamurasa, regarding a Nara, a girl who is uh, between the ages of 12 and 12 and a half, that's Murasa, that uh, is. Uh, uh, married that be, uh, entered the first stage of marriage she, and uh, of course we're talking about a case that she had been uh, raped that in each one of we'll, in these examples you'll see that the standard halachas that apply to the case of Nara Murasa as the Torah envisions things won't apply in each one in, in all of these cases. And what are the dinam we're referring to? You have Shel Skila, there's the uh, need for uh, the capital punishment, which is stoning. And uh, if you have a situation of a Narum Rasa concerning whom the husband uh, cast aspersions about her fidelity, we call that Motsi Shemra. That involves Meal Kesef. If, if he turns out to be lying about her, claiming that she had been with another man and it turned out not so, he has to pay Meal Kesef, a hundred pieces of silver. Im Hotsiu Oleo Shemra. So this is just a, by way of introduction, just to familiarize uh, ourselves with the halachas that we'll be exposed to. Now we turn to the Mishnah. I have a mother and daughter that converted to Judaism. The Zinsa. And the girl, uh, after she uh, became a Nara, she uh, entered marriage with a man, and she was Mizana. That means and she uh, uh, engaged in intimacy with someone else. Harei Zu Bechenek. She will be guilty of the of execution called Chenek, strangulation, not stoning, which is the we'll call it the standard approach to a Narohamurasa that is involved with forbidden intimacy. In this case, we're dealing with a girl who converted, and hence the the penalty changes. The Rashi uh, explains, Harezu Bechenek, Ve'afilu, we're reading Rashi, Ve'afilu Nizgaira Pusumi Basholoshonim, Tebecheskes Psul, even if her conversion was under three years of age, where she would be considered a virgin, which is a, another one of the, re, uh, we'll call it the requirements of the, the Naro Hamurasa that, that behaves in a wayward fashion to be considered uh, subject to ski law not so over here now the idea of converting under three years of age means that prior to three years of age if she had any intimacy with uh, which was uh, with uh, in, in her pre-converted state the basulim would have grown back the virginity would have re- re- reappeared within her anatomy 
So she because she's considered a basula. Nevertheless, there's no skila, there's no stoning. The chiksiva skila, the Torah, when it writes about the skila form of, of execution, binara hamrasa b'yisrael ksiva. It's speaking about a nara hamrasa that is of, let's say, of Jewish origin. The Pesach says, ki osa nevola b'yisrael. And here you're dealing with a, gr- a, a girl whose origin was not from within Israel, not within the Jewish people. Hence the skila punishment is not imposed, rather chenik. Let's continue in the Mishnah. Ein lo lopesach av the lo mea sela. The posuk that describes the execution of the girl, the Naro Hamurasa that had forbidden intimacy, the Pasuk describes her being taken to her to the entrance to her father's house. Not so over here. The Pasuk in Dvorim Perikov Base Pasukhafala says, Folks but here she doesn't have a father because technically speaking when a uh, and here we're speaking not in biological terms we're talking in halachic terms a person who converts to Judaism any one to whom they may have been related to before their conversion upon conversion they're considered as if they are newborns they are born anew and hence they don't have any Relatives from the past, and in this case, she doesn't have a father. Likewise, there's no payment of mea. So, if this girl uh, who converted eventually uh, marries, and the husband casts aspersions regarding her fidelity, and he turns out to be a liar, she will not collect the 100 pieces of silver. Once again, because the Torah that mandates these situations describes the women as having been Israel, whose origins were from within the Jewish people. Let's continue with a second example, number two. A woman who became impregnated before she converted. But while pregnant, she converted. And then, after her conversion, she bore a child. She bore a little girl. And the girl uh, uh, grows up and she enters uh, marriage. And as a Nara, she uh, participates in forbidden intimacy with someone other than her husband. Harezu Biskila. She will be subject to the Skila punishment. Parenthetically, uh, the different forms of court execution are graded from, we'll say, from the more serious to the less serious. Skila, according to the opinion of the Chachamim, is the most serious form of execution. So, in a case like this, where she, though she was conceived while, uh, while the mother was still not Jewish, the birth was after her mother converted. Now the result of this is 
Harezu Beskila, as we said, Vien law lo Pesach Beisavalo Meyasela. With regard to these points, points Beis and Gimel, it is like that which we um, we saw above. The third case, her conception and birth was after her mother had converted. Kedusha means in holiness, but it means for our purposes that a uh, the mother had converted to Judaism before she conceived this child, before she conceived this uh, girl. So uh, a girl whose uh, conception and birth was she's considered like a girl of the Jewish people, straightforward girl of the Jewish people, and all of the uh, uh, halachas would apply. There would be skila, it would be pesach beisavia, and if uh, the husband turns out to be lying concerning her fidelity, she would collect or payment of the 100 uh, pieces of silver would be made. The slash mark indicates that the following is a new idea. Here we're talking about a Yisraelis, a regular Jewish girl that uh, entered marriage and there was a znus that took place. Yesh law av the ain law Pesach Beisav. Imagine a girl has a father, but he's he's homeless. He doesn't have a house. Yesh law Pesach Beisav ain law av. She her her father died, but uh, he left a house. So there's a house with an entrance to to it, but there's no father. Harezu Beskila. Uh, either way. The, the the girl the uh, who became a uh, an, uh, the Nara that became an Arusa if she behaves in uh, forbidden intimacy she is subject to stoning lo nemar pesach beisavia elo lemitzvah the the pasuk reference to uh, the stoning at the entrance to her father's house is simply the mitzvah the preferable way of doing things but it's not a binding factor. And hence, even in the absence of an entrance to her father's house, i.e., she doesn't, he doesn't have a house, or she, or there is no father, that doesn't um, eliminate the skila form of execution. We turn to Omid Beis, the top line, Minohani Mili. Rashi explains at the top. From where do we know that in the event that the conception was prior to the mother's conversion, but the birth was after the mother converted, that that warrants the skila form of execution. Omar There is a an extra word that in the pasuk it says va mesa. Uh, this you can see in Perik. Chof Beis in Dvorim Pasuk Chof Aleph where the Pasuk reads Votziu es hanaro Pesach Beisavio uskalua anshe ira bavonim and she stoned Vomesa 
You know, of course, if she stoned, she would die. Why, the Pusik, why does the Pusik spell that out? So that's what we call an extra expression. So the word for Mesa appears as a, what they call an extra expression. To include, we're continuing the Gemara on the second line from the top. The Rabbis to include to include even that case as being subject to skila. Well, if if Vomesa is coming to Marbe, the case of so then why don't the other halachas fall into place as well? Namely, that if the husband uh, lies about her, so then there will be malkos uh, for, uh, for in this case, and there would be the payment of the hundred pieces of silver. Why not? Omakro vomesa lemisonis rabsa veloliknas. The example of hirosa shalobik dusha veleidosa dusha is included, but only with regard to the form of execution, not with regard to the other uh, halachas that we made reference to. So it's limited to the mesa. Mesa itself means death. So it's re- uh, so that we're marba only with regard to skilo, not with regard to the other aspects. Question, and uh, you should note we have a um, a mivne, a note on the side. We have a no say also, which we didn't read, but let's read it now. <coughs> From the word vamesa, we included a girl who's con- who was conceived uh, prior to the mother's conversion, but the birth after the mother had converted. With regard to skila, the mivne, the triangle that appears here, are is a highlights the word v'ema. And these are Hatsos no Sophos Shinarbe Oisomi Vomesa. Additional uh, suggestions as to what we would Marbe include through the word Vomesa. So our Gemara uh, asks on the uh, fifth line from the top, the Amal the Rabbis Hirosa Veledosa Bikdusha. Maybe Vomesa comes to include a girl who was conceived and born all after the mother had converted. The Gemara says, I don't need a Pusuk to be marba then. I see. That's a full-fledged Jewish girl. Her mother conceived her after her mother was Jewish. So the girl herself is a Yisraelis Malius, a complete Jewish. There's no need to have a special Pusuk to be marba to include her. Why not say the Rabbi Dusha? Go the other way and, and include even someone whose conception and birth were prior to the mother's conversion. The Gemara says, no, that we're not going to include uh, vis-a-vis Skila, because in came be Yisrael, my Ahani lay. The Pusik made reference to be Yisrael. Uh, Posik says he also nevola Israel that she did something despicable be Israel, and be Israel indicates that the that the girl had some kind of let's say origin in the Jewish people that cannot be said regarding a girl who 
whose birth was prior to the mother's conversion. That girl had to have a separate conversion. So uh, the Gemara is then telling us that the word Bistrov, what benefit would Bistrov, which is as a limiting factor, be if I'm going to include even As you can see, we have a slash mark indicating that which follows is a new idea. Uh, we also will see a diamond marking, and that's explained on the side under the Mivneh. Hamosi Shemra al Hayesoma and you'll have Hakatana. Those are featured with double underlines. Motsi Shemra, once again, is a case of a husband casting um, uh, aspersions uh, or um, suspicions concerning his wife's um, fidelity after he had already married her. If he turns out to be a liar, so he's called a motzi shemra, and a, as, as a motzi shemra, so there is the uh, there is a punishment of lashing, and there is uh, a, a, a fine of one hundred pieces of silver that uh, have to be paid. Omar Rav Yossi Bar Chanina Hamotzi Shemra Al Hayesoyma Potter One who is Motzi Shemra on an orphan girl She doesn't have a father uh, So uh, they never, And the husband nevertheless lied about her He is exempt from the um, Aforementioned punishments Shenemar Vinosnu Lavi Hanara The husband has to pay The Father of the girl, of the Nara. Prat, Lazu, this posse comes to exclude she, uh, this case of the Asoma, She'ain Lo'av, she doesn't have a father. She's an orphan, she doesn't have a father. Mosiv Rav Yosi Barovin, Vitema Rav Yosi Barzvida. So Rav Yosi raises an objection from a Tanaic source that opens with a posse from the case of seduction. It says, if the uh, the father of the seduced girl doesn't want the seducer to marry his daughter, so the pasuk says the seducer then must pay money. This includes the case of a yisoma of a of an orphan girl that if she were seduced, so the a knas payment must be made. That's Divrei Rabbi Yosei Who Moisiv law and, and by the way, so what's the problem? We see that a Yisoma um, let's say a, a defilement a, um, a forbidden intimacy with the Yisoma does generate the need to pay. That is a problem for what Rabbi Yossi taught above in the diamond uh, with the uh, double underlined Aliyasoma Potter that we saw. Gemara continues, Who Moisiv law, who Mefarik law? Raviosi raised the question, he also answers. Bevo Aleho v'achakach nisyasmo. The source that says that the Yasoma Knas payment must be made is a case where the intimacy had taken place while the father was still alive. And then he died. 
Notice we have a number two. Rova Omar Chayev. This is a throwback to the number one, where Rabbi Yossi Baruchanina said that Motsi Shemra Yisoma is exempt. Rova says that Motsi Shemra on Yisoma is Chayev. Mimai, from uh, where does Rova know that? Midatoni Ami, from Ami's teaching. Besulas Yisrael. The Posik mentions that the, uh, that term, Besulas Yisrael, and we infer from that, Velo Besulas Gerim. Now, a, a Gioras, let us point out, a Gioras is a, a a woman, and we mentioned this earlier, that doesn't have a father. The the Torah doesn't recognize the uh, any familial connection when you're dealing with a convert. Now we pointed out that Rava said that a Motsi Shemar Yisoyma has to pay the knas. And he knows it from this Tanaic source, a very brief source. E Amris Bishlama ki haigavno bisrael mechayev. If you say that the parallel case of a Jewish girl, also who doesn't have a father, that's where the father died. She's called the Yesoima. So in that sense, she's parallel to the Vesulas Gerim. Both do not have fathers. One in legal terms and one in physical terms. So if you say that the parallel case by a Jewish girl who's a Yesoma, Mikhaev, there is an obligation to pay the knas. Hence I need the Pusik that says Besui Yisrael to exclude Gerim. Eloi Amr's Bisrael Kigav the Potter. If you're going to say, like Rabbi Yossi Bar Hanina said before, that one who's Motsi Shemra on a Yisoma is exempt, Hashta Bisrael Potter Begerim Mibaya. If I tell you that for a, a girl who's born into a Jewish family, just technically speaking, has to be an orphan, that there's an exemption there, do I have to tell you about an exemption by Gerim? That would be very obvious. So. You don't need a Pusik to tell me that which is obvious. It must be, therefore, not like Rabiosi taught, but rather uh, like Rava. Omar Rishlokish, Hamotzi Shemro al Haktana Potter. Shinemar, the Pusik says, Vinosnu Lavi Hanaara. The uh, money uh, for having lied about the girl. Is paid to the father of the of the Nara. Nara Molei Diber Hakosov. The posit that describes the uh, payment to the father of the uh, of the Nara. It spells out Nara Molei. Means it's it's written in uh, with a hay in it, and that indicates. Uh, Nara and not a katana. Maskif law and uh, note that this is a long question. Maskif law of Achobar Abba. Taimu de Kosovo Hanara. 
the reason that you're or the basis from which you're reaching the conclusion of the Ptur by Moshe Shemaktan is because of the way the word is written and if not for that I would have thought that the Parsha of Motsi Shane Ra applies to a minor as well. But Hoksiv, it says in that section, it says, if it turns out that the husband is saying the truth, that she was with another man after after their erison. The Pasuk says that the if the, what the husband's claim is turns out to be true then she will be taken to her father's home and stoned so who's being described in this parsha that we call the parsha of Motsi Shemra could it possibly be referring to a minor it couldn't be referring to a minor she's not uh, deserving of Execution. She's a minor. So I don't need the word Hana'ara spelled with a hey at the end to be the basis of excluding the Ktana. I know that Ktana is not the subject of this section because this section of the Torah describes that if the husband is telling the truth, there's a death penalty and a death penalty would never be given to a minor. So now, the question remains, what does the Hana'ara word teach me? If it's spelled out with a hey at the end, what does that mean? What does it do for us? Elokan Nara. Rather, here in Motsi Shemra, because of the death penalty that is associated with this particular section, I realize that you're dealing with a non-minor, with a nara. And it just so happens that the word nara is spelled out with a hey here. From this point, we then can jump to the rest of the Torah. However, in the rest of the Torah, where the word nara is not spelled with the hey, afiluk tana that will uh, uh, indicate to us that even a minor is included. Now this point we've seen before in the Gemara, but uh, here the Gemara repeats it, and that is that the it's not that the hay is teaching me that the Parsha of Motsi Shemra is dealing with a Gedola, with a Nara. I know that from the Skila that's present. But at the same time, the word Nara in this Parsha, which deals with a non-minor, is spelled with the hay. Therefore, in all other cases where it's spelled without the hay, the, uh, the Torah is including a katana in those other discussions, those other sections of the Torah.